Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. is a terrible thing to waste. Welcome to Interconnected with your host, Dr. Rainer Gilmore. Psychiatrist Rainer Gilmore will explore the interconnectivity of the mind, body, soul, and spirit, and how they have an effect on each other within our internal and external worlds. So welcome the host of Interconnected, Dr. Rainer Gilmore. Hey guys, I'm Dr. Raina Gilmore and you are listening to Interconnected. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I welcome you to enter on this journey with me as I explore the interconnectivity of the mind, body, soul, and spirit. When you enter this space, you will be connected to a wealth of information. You will also realize that we are more alike than we are different, so we should use that to lift each other up as opposed to tearing each other down and also learn to appreciate each other's differences as that's what makes us unique and special in our own ways. If anybody has any questions, the phone number to call in is 866-451-1451. Again, that is 866-451-1451. My name is Dr. Raina Gilmore. I am a psychiatrist that specializes in child and adolescent psychiatry. I am from Florida and currently practicing in Cincinnati, Ohio. So last week, I had the pleasure of having somebody who was halfway responsible for me, which was my mother. This week, I have the pleasure of having the other half who is responsible for why I am the way that I am. I'm not going to go into who gave me what. Um, Maybe you'll be able to figure it out throughout the show, but I got very good qualities from the both of them. So this evening I have the pleasure of having special guest, my very own father, who is also an attorney, Mr. Ricardo Gilmore. thought this was very important to have him on for one because we're coming up on Father's Day. So I wish you early, happy early Father's Day. But of course, I'll be talking to you on Father's Day as well. Um, and I would like to also wish all of the fathers out there, people who are acting in the role of a father, foster fathers, adoptive fathers, 
brothers, cousins, uncles. Um, and also, I would like to send my prayers and thoughts to those who have lost their fathers um, and don't have the ability to celebrate Father's Day with their fathers. So I also would like to send my, my prayers out to those people as well. But Father's Day is coming up, and so I, that's one of the reasons. There's so many reasons. And I feel like every day as stuff keeps going on in this nation, that's even another reason to have my dad on here. So for Father's Day, Juneteenth is on Friday. I hope everybody knows what Juneteenth is. I'll have my dad explain it. And also, because he's an attorney, so we're going to talk about the state of the nation from a legal perspective, from a perspective of him being a black male, from a perspective of him going through um, civil rights and things like that when he was coming up. So it's it's a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack, and I'm pretty sure we'll have a fruitful discussion. So I appreciate him coming on this evening. So, Dad, how are you doing this evening? Well, my daughter, is this my Father's Day present where you gave that entry? Is this my Father's Day present? Yes. Okay, well, good to know. Yes. But I'm doing well, thank you. How are you tonight? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you, thank you. That's part of your Father's Day present, so more to come. Uh, Could you give the the audience uh, a little history about yourself? Um, yes, um, I am 67 years old, uh, born in 1952 in Sanford, Florida, um, which at the time when I was born, uh, was famous for being the celery capital of the world. All right. Unfortunately, unfortunately these days it's famous for Trayvon Martin. Um, And I grew up uh, in Sanford uh, during segregation. I was um, in junior high school, one of nine um, African-Americans to be selected. Let me say quickly, I did not volunteer, um, selected to uh, integrate schools in Sanford, Florida. and went through the integration experience, um, both the positive and the negative, and there were some negatives. Um, And eventually um, went to University of Georgia uh, at a time when Georgia uh, was still, um, I think, suffering from a lot of vestiges of of, uh, racism, which uh, myself and my um, classmates uh, experienced as well as your mother. Um, I eventually went to uh, law school and um, went into corporate work, uh, first uh, legal services. Then I practiced uh, in a Fortune 500 corporation for quite a while and then uh, opened uh, a law firm with um, partners that I went to law school with and uh, now am a senior partner uh, in the law firm that we have established uh, just coming up on our 17th year anniversary. 
Well, congratulations with that. Yes, congratulations on the on the upcoming anniversary. I know you've worked very hard. I know you've always worked hard, uh, as I've witnessed growing up. So uh, I'd like to give you your kudos for that. Um, and, you know, I want to say that I, I would like for this to be a discussion. You know, it's not just me asking you questions. You can ask me questions, too. Um I, I just think you have a lot of different perspectives that you could give. Uh, for one, like I said, the historical perspective, a perspective legally, um, a perspective being a black man, a perspective being a father and a, and, a, and a grandfather. So there's just so much, you know, to unpack. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to like I said having a, a great discussion. Um so you you said that you were chosen or selected uh it's probably a better word to integrate your junior high. How how did that happen? What was that process? When when integration started um and I think this, my experience is not too different from uh, other in, uh, cities where integration occurred, especially in, in the South. Um, when the opportunity for us to integrate came, um, teachers selected the, the better students to go over to the um, traditionally white school to represent us. Um, um, I am the, the product of um, two uh, uh, teachers at that time, um, and um, that's how I uh, came to be one of the selectees. Okay. Thank you for telling about the process. It's time for us to take a break. I'm Dr. Raina Gilmore, and you're listening to Interconnected. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to my dad. We'll be right back. Sensitive, beautiful, feminine, and devotional. These are just some of the words to describe the art of male feminist artist Kimberly Berg, creator of the website IsisRising.net. Mr. Berg's paintings are designed to inspire and awaken the ancient goddess within. He feels that artists have an important role to play in changing the patriarchal world we live in, with a unique ability to create a visual image that can inspire viewers to reinvent themselves. These feminine images create a visual connection to a woman's primal roots, her relationship to nature, and her goddess-based spirituality. Both men and women can benefit from a deeper respect and understanding of what it means to be a woman in attunement to her inner being. Go to IsisRising.net to view the works of male feminist artist Kimberly Berg and be inspired. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. 
He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Hello, welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Raina Gilmore, and this is Interconnected. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If anyone has any questions, the phone number to call in is 866-451-1451. Again, that is 866-451-1451. This evening, we are talking about the state of the nation, and I have the pleasure of having special guest, my very own father, attorney, Mr. Ricardo Gilmore. And you were talking about integrating um, your junior high are being chosen to do so. Um, and you had mentioned there were some good and bad or p- positive and negative experiences with that. Can you just kind of talk about each type of experience you had? Yes. Um, the, the, the positive experience I, I would say, uh, was that, um, I did get, uh, what I think is a, a very good education for the uh, area that I lived in. Um, I did learn uh, how to uh, interact with um, uh, white people uh, in the society that we live in. Um, and uh, uh, several experiences uh, uh, with uh, more uh blatant, un- unshielded uh, racism, I think, prepared me uh, for uh, things that happened in the world after I left Sanford and uh, went on to University of Georgia. Um, the negatives were not uh, readily apparent at that time. The negatives okay. were apparent upon reflection after uh, we uh, uh, could take a look back at what happened. And the, the negatives were the um, the loss of uh, not only integrating schools, but integration itself, uh, the loss of the cohesiveness uh. of our community. Uh-huh. And um, that loss of cohesiveness uh, for people who are already uh, taught to be fractionalized from each other and to marginalize each other through uh, uh, the carryover from racism, even through to today, uh, I think proves to be uh, very damaging. I'm not saying that uh, integration didn't need to take place. I'm saying that uh, we lost uh, as uh, as a people uh, 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 a component um, that could have uh, helped us, even as we look at what's happening today. And as you as you matriculated through schooling uh, beyond that integration year, um, did more? Did they start to integrate more black students into the schools, into the white schools? They they did. Um, and that was that was positive. 
Um, okay. It, it, it made uh, the integration uh, uh, process better. Um, uh, but at, when I graduated from uh, high school, and when I went to the University of Georgia, um, there were uh, about 100 black students in my class. Okay. There were about 100 black, black students uh, on campus at University of Georgia. So that meant that we doubled the number of black students, and we were then still less than 1% of the student population. So uh. Uh, University of Georgia was grounded in a lot of uh, racism and racist traditions. Uh, the name of the uh, band was the Dixie Redcoat Band when we got there. Um, and uh, it, literally, uh, for the first year especially, it was difficult, in my opinion, and in some ways we were almost involved in hand-to-hand combat uh, at that period of time at the University of Georgia. Um so that continued the integration process. And at that time uh, was when we had kind of departed from the traditional civil rights um, uh, movement and moved more towards um, the uh, Black Power Movement and the Black Panthers and um, that phase. And that certainly influenced me and, and my uh, my uh, um, fellow black students at the University of Georgia. Okay. And thinking about what you went through back then in the current climate, what kind of compare compare and contrast can you make? The comparing uh, of that era to, to now, it, it brings home to me that we are, we are in some ways doomed to continue to relive the, the same nightmares. Um, mm-hmm. Let me be clear that we as, as uh, uh, black people and uh, minorities as a whole, and that includes uh, uh, people of color as well as uh, people of different sexual orientations, uh, progress has been made. So I, I, don't, I don't want to sound negative about everything. Uh-huh. But the more we think we have progressed, if you if you look at it in a holistic sense, the uh-huh. more we, we, really, we really haven't. And what is happening today with um, uh, young minority men primarily, but it's not just men, as, as we've seen with um, the names of um, uh, young black people who've been, been killed. Um, uh, we, we, we really haven't progressed much from when I was young and uh, the same type of things were happening. And then before me, more blatantly with my parents and what they went through and mm-hmm. because we're standing on all those shoulders to be where we are today. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure that that much is, is truly changed. 
yeah, it's kind of like history is continuing to repeat itself. When you know, when when is the cycle gonna end? It's time for us to take a break. I'm Dr. Raina Gilmore, and you're listening to Interconnected. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the state of the nation. We'll be right back. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business. Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy to understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smith.com smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com isn't it time to sell your property today learn the my short sale guru way have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve do you even know the kind of attention you want or need you are not alone alice aspen march is here to help Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. Hello, welcome everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Raina Gilmore, and this is Interconnected. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If anyone has any questions, a phone number to call in is 866-451-1451. Again, that is 866-451-1451. This evening, we're talking about the state of the nation, and I have the pleasure of having special guest, my father, attorney Ricardo Gilmore. And I wanted to talk some about, you know, we were talking about the current climate, and you were, you were speaking about the the different, like history, you know, we talked about history repeating itself, and and I wanted to talk about the result, well, things are ongoing, so I can't say the result of, you know, the police brutality and stuff that's happening because it seems like with all of the protesting and the diversity of the protesting, there's more and more things that are that are happening and things just seem pretty chaotic. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. You know, they talked about defunding the police. Uh, so from a legal Perspective. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. On defunding the police? Yeah. Um, I think the term is unfortunate and it's, it's misleading. And mm-hmm. uh, that phrase uh, 
if, if we continue to use it, I think is um, going to be have a negative impact on uh, many folk who may empathize with uh, the Black Lives uh, Matter um, movement. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the reason why is because it's not defined well, and it's, it's not, as I understand it, exactly what just the phrase means. Right. If, if for for people, especially my age, but and, and across um, uh, uh, racial lines, uh, if if you took the phrase at face value, meaning let's take money from our police departments and take all of that money and invest it in other services for the community and other things for the community, that doesn't fly because, unfortunately, no matter what the things are we need to change and want to change, you have to have some authority or you'll have anarchy. Right. So that, 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 that phrase doesn't translate to people who see it just like that. Mm -hmm. If, if, if the phrase were more defined, which I think it is, meaning um, all police aren't bad and we need to have reforms to make sure that um, the bad ones are, are weeded out and disciplined and everything that needs to happen to them. But if a portion of the monies that go into those departments are more thoughtfully spent mm -hmm. uh, on, on non armed uh, people connected with that department to deal with non-criminal things that police are asked to deal with, like uh -huh. domestic, domestic uh, violence, um, uh, uh, a lot of things that are more um, uh, attuned to uh, uh, what you do, uh, uh, yeah, psychology, and, as opposed, right. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. as opposed to uh, what police are traditionally trained to do. I believe that if it were more defined and we use a different term than defund, would resonate and does resonate with uh, a, a better cross section uh, of people. So, um, I, I'm afraid. We don't want to do something because I do think there's some real, real positives and real, real changes that have emanated from the Black Lives Matter movement mm -hmm. that have resonated around the world. I don't want to, I, I fear that we erode that if, if this message is misunderstood. Right. So I have a radical idea. And, and the radical idea is to not defund the police, much like teachers who are underpaid, mm -hmm. uh, and we need to uh, pay, uh, concentrate on changing that structure. May, maybe we need better pay so we can attract better levels of people to policing. Um, and I think that's one of the issues. If, if you look at what police are, are paid and you look mm -hmm. at edu education levels and, and, and who gets attracted to um, 
policing, and, and I don't mean to be demeaning in any way, um, but if that level of education uh, and level of training were higher, I think we would have on the whole less uh, types of incidents that we are protesting today. And that's kind of like the antithesis of defunding. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it, it, that that's my theory, and and couple that with uh, uh, using some of those monies also to fund these uh, non-police uh, mental health professionals or uh, people who are better equipped to deal with certain other situations in addition to that. Yeah, so more like a redistribution of funds, like... Um as opposed to defund, because, yeah, when you you hear defund that people think, you know, dissolve or, or you know, or get rid of, um, get rid of this D, you know, to remove. Uh, and that's not that's not what it means. I think it's like, you know, like you said, and, and it's interesting as you were, you know, comparing it to teachers. I was thinking that in my mind, like it's just like teachers who are not don't have training to deal with a lot of the stuff that they have to deal with. And they're definitely underpaid. Um, social workers who have to deal with a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have to deal with and are underpaid. You know, there's just, just so many people that, you know, e- even physicians, be, they may not be underpaid, but then they are in so much debt. <laughs> they're paying back <laughs> all the time, you know? So, I mean, I think that, that like it's a misappropriation of funds, you know, and and we can talk more about that moving forward. And I'll tell you, you know, kind of my thoughts. It's time for us to take a break. I'm Dr. Raina Gilmore, and you are listening to Interconnected. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the state of the nation. Stay tuned. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. 
partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Dr. Raina Gilmore and you are listening to Interconnected. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If anybody has any questions, the phone number to call in is 866-451-1451. Again, that is 866-451-1451. This evening, we're talking about the state of the nation and have the pleasure of having special guest, my father, attorney, Rick Gilmore. And I wanted to talk some about, well, actually, you had some, some, some things that you wanted to touch upon. I know one major thing was Juneteenth coming up and you wanted to kind of tie that into all of this stuff that we're talking about and how important it is. Uh, I, I do, but I want to finish one, one thought, if, if you don't mind. Sure. I know it's your show. Okay. Um, when we were talking about, uh, you know, reliving the same nightmare, um, mm-hmm. when, when, when I was at the, uh, at the University of Georgia and the Black uh, power movement was going, and and uh, there was some real buying into that. And certainly, I bought into it. And we uh, actually had a uh, I was a part of a black poetry group, and it was uh, only um, uh, uh, pattern after was known as the last poets. You're too young to really know what that is, but that that was uh, a poetry group that. Uh, talked about revolution and and uh-huh. um, uh, and black power and that kind of thing, and it, it always used to intrigue me that the people who, because we actually got paid to uh, perform this poetry, uh, the people who came to hear us uh, mostly were were whites, and and they just enjoyed us talking about them. And I kept saying, I don't I don't get it. Then I realized later, as as uh, things happened in, in the movement and it died down that the reason why they enjoyed it was it was entertainment for them. And even though we talked and we raised our fists, there was no real power behind that. There uh-huh. was no real black power. And the reason why there was no black power was because we didn't understand that uh, that power has to emanate from uh, economics and our control of economics, which we figured out later on, but it was too late. So right. now, as I bring bring that thought forward to now, I'm tremendously encouraged by young people embracing the Black Lives Matter um, cause, and it's valid, and it needs to be embraced. And I'm impressed with their fortitude. Uh, my office happens to be downtown next to uh, City Hall and across the street from uh, the police headquarters. So in that park across the street, I, I have seen uh, every day, including today, uh, people continue to come out and uh, show fortitude, it rain, no matter what. And I'm, I'm 
tremendously impressed by that. The difference between when I was coming up and now is that there's a lot more uh, multicultural participation in, in this, and as we see that uh, worldwide. Um, and I think even though white people have always been involved in civil rights and any movement that we were involved in, not to this extent. So at least in Tampa, when the protests first started, it suffered from the same ills that uh, made me discouraged, and that is protests and delivering a message, there's a way to do that. There's uh-huh. a difference between protests and rioting. There's a uh-huh. difference between legitimate protests and looting. And what I saw was uh, there were fringe groups, in my opinion, who were not associated with Black Lives Matter, who to some degree infiltrated and diluted the message. Right. Um, I want to talk specifically about boogaloo. Uh, boogaloo is a term um, for a, a kind of a, a fringe group, uh, and they've embraced the term boogaloo because what that means is they are perpetuating um, the potential for a, another civil war and, and preparing mm-hmm. for another civil war in America. They claim that they're not racist. They claim they're not white supremacists. But when the cameras were on, when the riots first started, you would see them in they wear Hawaiian shirts. Right. They have nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, movement, but I think they were part of the proponents for the rioting aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, that dilutes our message. Mm-hmm. When, when I was coming along with the um, <clears throat> with the Black Panthers and and the uh, Black Power Movement, it also was infiltrated. It was infiltrated by the FBI, and it was infiltrated by who, who we don't know who else. And it, 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 it diluted what the whole real message was about. So I'm tremendously encouraged about the fortitude and some of the changes that have already started to occur with Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm discourage because one of the infiltration that occurs, but two, those same young people who have this fortitude, I'm fearful that they will miss the message and channel that same energy into voting. Because what right. I hear sometimes is yeah, um, there's, there's no reason to vote. It, it won't change anything. Well, right. you th- if you think that uh, coming out on the streets and protesting and, and having fortitude, if you see that changed some things, voting can definitely change those things. So I hope that that sustainability is there for the um, for the momentum that comes from uh, the movement. So now I'll ask you a question since I've been talking. Your, what's your perspective on where we are uh, coming from uh, a younger person's point of view uh, uh, about where we are right now. Oh, that's a lot, and I'll probably have to really elaborate on it um, in the next segment. But you know, just starting off, I, I think that 
what I'll say is I've been pretty emotionally exhausted with, with all of this that is going on. Um, cause as people are out there protesting, uh, which I think is great, the diversity of the protesting and, and the fact that it's still going on, you know, it hasn't phased out. Uh, there's still more and more chaos I see happening. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about that and what I feel uh, moving forward in the, in the next segment. It's time for us to take a break. I'm Dr. Raina Gilmore, and you're listening to Interconnected. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the state of the nation. Stay tuned. Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at JobsAnnex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. JobsAnnex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. You are listening to Interconnected, and I'm your host, Dr. Raina Gilmore. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This evening, we're talking about the state of the nation, and I have the pleasure of having special guests, my father, attorney Rick Gilmore. And in the last segment, uh, he asked me how I feel about, you know, the state of the nation myself. And I think it made me think of a song. If anybody knows me, you know that I like to sing And I like to carry a tune every now and then. Sometimes I don't know where I'm carrying it, but I carry it nonetheless. So to answer that question, I think it starts with me. And it's, I'm going to make a change for once in my life. (laughs) It's going to feel real good. Going to make a difference. Going to make it right. Cause I'm starting with the girl in the mirror. Mm. I'm 
asking if you change your way. No message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Oh, oh, na 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 na. Thank you. Uh, so what thank I'm you, saying thank you. that. Let me say, yeah. that's, that, that's my daughter. That, that's my daughter. Thank you very much. Every time I hear you sing on the program, it makes gives me a greater appreciation of you as a host of a show, not a singer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Fair. This is what he's done throughout my life, but I've persevered despite that. Anyways, so what I'm saying is first you got to start with yourself. I think we we look at how things are and and we look at it in a grand scheme uh, or on a grand scale, excuse me. And I think you got to start with yourself. You know, you got to you got to look at yourself and say, what kind of biases do I have? We all have bias. And I think acknowledging that and then working through that first will help you start to 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 make the change and, and, and carry that forward and carry that, um, and share that with others. But first you got to work on you. So, um, I, I do, like I said, I, I am emotionally exhausted. So I have to make sure I, I get myself back in harmony. Uh, and it's just so much. And I feel like, um, once we get through the protesting and the raw emotions, I agree with you, not the looting and the rioting and the people who are being opportunists um, and trying to promote their own agenda through this movement. Um, but the actual peaceful protesting that's working towards the movement, I think we need to strategize, which I think is starting to happen. We need to strategize in order to make change, in order for change to happen. Um, all of the, the violence and stuff, you know, combating violence with violence. I don't think you, I don't think that that's effective. I don't think that you should just be quiet either. So I think you have to find that kind of that balance where you're, you're, you're speaking up and, and being proactive, but not being aggressive. So being assertive and not aggressive. And so I think education is going to be the key. So you talked about, um, with the police and, and, and them having to respond to so many different things that they're not equipped for, just like teachers having to respond to so many things that they're not equipped for. Um, I think that when you talk about the funding in the police force, I think that we should, uh, similar to what you said, uh, I think that we should offer more funding towards improving the police force, not dismantling it, but improving the police force and providing, you know, different kinds of trainings, especially implicit bias training, which they do offer. But let me say this about uh, bias training. You, you can have all the trainings in the world, but bias is something that's ingrained, something that is learned and, and ingrained within us and sometimes unconscious. So it's going to be there. So it's not like you're going to make people change how they feel. But what you are doing is you're making them aware and hopefully they will acknowledge, you know, the things that are going on and acknowledge the biases. So I think that 
can go a long way. I also want for the younger generation and the other generations with my generation and the older generation to come together. So I think we all, you know, think separately, like, Oh, I, they, you know, they're so, so young. They don't know that they don't know anything. They don't have any life experience. And the young people are like, Oh, they're too old. They don't understand what's going on in the world today. And so, you know, put away our ego and our pride and try to work together and provide that life experience knowledge to the young people and the young people provide, you know, their knowledge of what's going on today in the world today and the issues of today, uh, especially when it comes to like social media and things like that and come together and together try and enforce that change. I will say that a lot of the young people that I talk to since I work with young people are looking forward to voting. So hopefully, you know, they'll continue having that zest and zeal to vote um, when it comes time for them to vote. So I'm not, you know, as much concerned about that because uh, I think that they are going to go out and vote. But I, I do I do get concerned that, like history repeating itself, you'll have th- these protests and these rides and then it'll fizzle down, especially as things are starting to open back up and you're having more distractions. Sports are going to be coming back and things like that. People are going to be going back to work, school, all that kind of stuff. They're not going to have all this time. So that's why I feel like this, you know, the strategizing needs to happen so that we can, can continue to enforce change and get away from a lot of the distractions with the other groups that, you know, that we talked about that are coming in and trying to take the opportunity to promote their own agenda. So I'm, I'm somewhat hopeful, but not a lot. Uh, cause I, like I said, it's, it's a lot of history repeating itself and I'm just tired and drained emotionally. So, uh, you know, we're really looking to these young, younger generation who have the energy and the spirit and the time to, you know, go out there and and vote and and make change. It's time for us to take a break. I'm Dr. Raina Gilmore, and you're listening to Interconnected, coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up. Stay tuned. Jenny Friend is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified clinical sexologist, commonly known as a sex therapist with over 30 years of experience in the field of sexuality. She's been a researcher and teacher and is further trained in human development over the lifespan. She's also a published author and a radio personality. Her specialized training in lifespan developments means she can help individuals, couples, and families through difficult developmental phases. Her primary ways of working are through the tools of cognitive, behavioral, and psychoenergetics theories and techniques couples, individual men and women, and families are also welcome. She can meet in her office in Costa Mesa, California, or on the internet through Skype at Jenny Friend MFT. Call 714-210-9200. You can also send an email from her website at www.centerforclarity.org. That phone number again is 714-210-9200. 
800-242-9200. If you seek a courageous advocate, prepare to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations, Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed-out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. You are listening to Interconnected, and I'm your host, Dr. Raina Gilmore. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This evening, we've been talking about the state of the nation, and I've had the pleasure of having special guest, my father, attorney Rick Gilmore. And I have a question from the listener. Question is, what do you think is missing from the movement that will be able to help those new to the power movements? Um, I'll try to be succinct. Uh, I like the zeal. And I like the commitment. What's missing, I think, and I mean, it could be wrong, but from my vantage point is understanding what and how real change occurs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we revel too much in small small victories. Um, for right. instance, they're, they're going to take Aunt Jemima off the box and they're going to take Uncle Ben oh. off the box. It's, right. it's about time, but... But that doesn't change something for us. Real change has to occur, not only in reforms for the police, but for everybody who's protesting understand they need to vote, especially now with this election, to try to start real change. And real change has to be grounded in economics. We cannot do that by destroying stores and properties that serve mm-hmm. us. Right. We cannot destroy uh, where our food comes from and where our medicine comes from uh, in certain of our communities because then it hurts the people that we're trying to help. So understanding what actual real change is as opposed to reveling in small victories. I agree. I agree, and that's why I say we need to strategize. You know, like you say, like I say, after all these raw emotions get out, let's, let's come together and, and come up with some plans. Which, I, like I said, I think it is happening. This is the, that makes us different. I just hope it continues. And voting is is very important. Um, one thing I did also want to ask: It is Black Music Month, and I know you are a music connoisseur, so. Can you tell me what do you, how do you think music can help with the movement? It already has and already does. Um, Music soothes our psyche. Music sometimes drives our actions because they make us think. So I think that there's certain artists uh, right now who have put out music about what's happening now. 
that's important. Um, I just saw the Spike Lee movie, um, Five Brothers, uh, uh, I think it is. Uh, it's on Netflix. I'm not advertising. Yeah, Five Bloods, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm not advertising. But all through that movie um, uh, is music by Marvin Gaye uh, that was recorded when I was young. And everything that's in in that movie, that music resonates because it's relevant for today. So uh, this is the right time to have good music that tells us and soothes us what what's happening. Okay. I think I, I agree, and I and, and I do plan. That's on my list to watch. It's just the Five Bloods. Um, I want to end with a uh, inspirational quote, or whether you think it's inspirational or not. And it is because he could not afford to fail. He could not afford to trust again because he could not afford to fail. He could not afford to trust. Just want everybody to let that sink in uh, with all of the stuff that's that's going on. And, you know, we people of color are tired and it's hard for us to trust because things have failed so much when we've put our trust in people. So, um, again, thanks. Thanks to my father for being a guest on the show. Hope to have him back on again as this continues to move forward. I'd like to say happy Father's Day, upcoming Father's Day, happy Juneteenth. We didn't explain that, but read up on it. Thank you for entering this journey of the mind, body, and spirit with me. Have a great week, and everybody, please stay connected and stay safe. Take care. You've been listening to Interconnected with Dr. Raina Gilmore. Join the conversation each week as Dr. Raina explores the mind, body, soul, and spirit connection. Take a journey that will lead you to a path of healing, learning, and how to cultivate and manage your life here on Dr. Raina's Interconnected. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.